listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening. Wherever you may be at, you might be on the treadmill, in the car, in your office, or at your home, or doing whatever it is that you're doing. I am so glad to be spending some time with you, investing into your leadership, and helping you level up so you don't level out in your influence and impact. So that's what we're all about here. So it's so good to be here. We have got a lot of great content today. Because today I want to talk about innovation barriers and innovation breakthroughs. I want to talk about what keeps you and what holds you back from being innovative, the barriers. And then I want to talk about how to have breakthroughs with innovation for your life, for your organization. Because here's the deal. Innovation is essential for scalability and sustainability. You have got to be innovative in your organization. Whatever it is that you do, no matter what industry it is, no matter what you're doing, you have to be innovative because the only way to have scalability, which is to grow and get better and then make a broader impact, is to be able to be innovative and the only way to be sustainable so that you don't eventually just kind of uh, lose your, your edge is to be innovative and always reinventing yourself. Now, here's the truth. If you don't update, you'll eventually outdate. I mean, if you don't keep yourself updating all the time and refreshing your browser and your organization and learning what are the new things and the new uh, ways that you can go about uh, taking your organization to the next level, then you are going to eventually outdate and you are not going to have anything to offer. So innovation is essential. So I want to talk about this today and help you so that you can get some ways that are holding you back and then some ways that you can break through. Now, I love what author uh, Marcus Buckingham said. He said, you are a leader if and only if you are restless for change, impatient for progress, and deeply dissatisfied with the status quo. Now, I love that. Now, Marcus Buckingham is literally a leading author in the leadership industry, has been for a long time, phenomenal guy. And I love this. You are a leader if and only if you are restless for change, impatient for progress, and deeply dissatisfied with the status quo. Now, if you're listening to this, most likely you share in that sentiment. You kind of agree with that. You say, wait a minute, that's me. I am restless for change many times. I'm impatient for progress. I want to see things happen, and I'm dissatisfied with status quo. That is probably why you're a leader. And the reason that you're listening to this podcast is because you have that desire in you. Now, I want to help you today because we have got to to harness this energy. You can either get really kind of discouraged with that and think, oh my gosh, I'm restless for change, impatient for progress, I'm deeply dissatisfied with the status quo. If you allow that, it's, it's going to kind of discourage you and it's going to kind of knock the wind out of your sails. But if you harness that into an innovative process and learn how to be innovative, then you can take that and you can turn it into something really good. That quote can either be a good thing, it can be a curse, a a bad thing, a curse, or it can be a good thing by harnessing it in the right way. So we have to learn how to be innovative. Now, Alvin Toffler, I've loved this quote that he has, who was literally just uh, an incredible businessman, a futurist and an author and a writer, uh, had so many incredible insights. But I love what Alvin Toffler said. He said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read or write, but it's those who cannot learn, unlearn, 
and relearn. Wow, that's good. I mean, those that can learn and then unlearn and relearn. That's what innovation is all about, being willing to learn, unlearn, and then relearn and reinvent yourself and update so that you don't outdate. So let's jump into this. I've got three reasons, three innovation barriers that keep people and organizations from being innovative. And it eventually kind of derails them and sends them into a slow death into where they're they're not going to be around anymore. So here are the barriers that I've found, that I've experienced, that that the, the the barriers that keep people from being innovative. Number one is this: too proud. That's right. When you think you've got it all figured out and you've got the corner on the market, you you think you're the next best thing. All of a sudden, pride gets in organizations. It gets in people, but it also gets in organization in the DNA of the organization, where they think they've got it figured out. And all of a sudden now. You're not dreaming. You're not being pushed. You're not being challenged to to think of something creative. Now, this happened to Sears over the years. I mean, think about it. Sears, uh, the department store, I mean, they started out unbelievable, super innovative. I mean, they were offering incredible things. And then the Sears catalog, I mean, that was one of the most innovative things in all of history, a business. I mean, to be able to create a catalog with all of your items and send it to the doorstep of all of your customers where they could just fill something out and look at it. I mean, this was pre-internet days. I mean, this was like the original World Wide Web. I mean, the Sears catalog. I can remember as a kid, I'm dating myself here, but I can remember as a kid looking through the Sears catalog and, and picking out my Christmas presents from the Sears catalog. I mean, they were so innovative and creative. But what happened is, is that they just kind of rested on that innovation. And they they rode that wave, and then they just stayed there. They never went back and challenged themselves. And eventually, as we know today, I mean, Sears just got to a place where they just became old. Uh, they didn't get any fresh people coming in, no innovation. They literally just tried the wave, of the, uh, ride the wave of their success, and eventually they led to bankruptcy, and there are no more, Right. So Sears, I mean, it wants an innovative company, but they let pride get in their organization. They had every right to be proud in some ways. They were super innovative, but it killed their innovation. You see, what got you here won't get you there. Whatever it is that got you here won't get you there, or at least where you want to be, to the next level. You've got to begin to push yourself and challenge yourself to always be thinking bigger, broader, and what's next. I love what Thomas Edison said. He said, when you think you've exhausted all possibilities, remember this, you haven't. I love that. When you think you've exhausted all possibilities, remember this, you haven't. You see, we always can push ourselves to go beyond. But so many people and so many organizations get proud and they begin to get arrogant in their products. They get arrogant in what they're doing or maybe they've cornered the market and they're just kind of riding on that. But eventually, if you don't update and get innovative, then it's going to kill you. And it's a barrier. All right. So we've got to, to break this kind of pride within organizations and people of thinking we've got to figure it out. Your team, if you lead a team, you got to make sure they don't get sort of proud and arrogant on what they've done, as great as it may be but they always are challenging themselves. So that's the first barrier. The second barrier is this, too passive, right? So the first one is too proud. Second one is you're too passive. I mean, so many people aren't innovative, not because they don't want to be, but they're just so passive about it. I mean, they forget about it and they don't make time for it. Did you get that? Make time. I mean, if you wait to get caught up, 
and, and then think, oh, well, we'll be innovative once we kind of check all our boxes off, once we can kind of get our head above water, then, then we'll think about the future and we'll kind of think about what's next. No, that will never happen to you or your organization. You're never going to get caught up. Matter of fact, if you're waiting for time to do it, then it's never going to be there. You've literally got to make time. But so many people are just passive, and, and, and it barriers their, their innovation. you got to remember, someday is not a day. Someday is not a day, all right? I mean, it's not in our seven-day week. Someday is not in there. Okay, but so many people are, yeah, someday I'm going to get innovative. You know, when I get some extra time, I'm going to do that. And what happens is we get busy with the day-to-day. But here's the deal. If we allow the, 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 the days in the busyness of the day to steal our innovation, then we're not going to move forward. I mean, if you don't innovate, you're going to evaporate eventually as an organization. And so if you just think, oh, we're just, one day we'll get caught up. No, no, no. You're being passive about innovation. You'll never have time to innovate. You have to make time to innovate. And the organizations that are moving forward are the ones that make time for this to happen. They make time for brainstorming, creativity, and all these opportunities, and they're not passive about it, but they're very proactive about it. But so many people are too passive, all right? The third P of of the innovation barriers, first one is too proud, second one, too passive. The third one, it's too painful. So many people, the, the, the barrier of their innovation is it's painful because innovation is hard, I mean, it is lots of conversation. It's lots of brainstorming. I mean, it's a lot of just hitting dead ends at times and frustration and running out of ideas and running out of new things and all that. So it's painful. And so many people, they want to be innovative, but when they try to do it, they give up because it's so hard. It's so painful to do it. But you've got to understand that that in order to be innovative, that it's going to take a lot of conversation, a lot of brainstorming. In fact, there's going to be lots on the cutting floor. I mean, in fact, let me say this. You're going to have more unused ideas than you do used ideas, but that's okay. You're going to have more unused ideas. I mean, more things that just didn't come about from a meeting or a brainstorming session than you do your used ideas, but you have to get through the unused ideas in order to find the right creative idea. So you've got to understand that it's just part of the process. I read the book Creativity, Inc. Uh, that's a phenomenal book, and, and one of the creators in Pixar uh, wrote that book, uh, Ed Catmull, and phenomenal book. You need to read it if you want to bring in some innovation in your organization and learn how to work with teams. But it's so cool to hear all the backstories. If you love Pixar, by the way, and, and all the Toy Stories and Finding Nemo and all those great shows, you're going to love this book because he pulls behind, he kind of pulls back the curtain, goes behind the scenes in, in the or, origin of all of these stories and just some great examples of how creativity worked. But what's amazing as I read that book was how much was on the cutting floor of all of these ideas and how many ideas uh, when they started off they they didn't end up anywhere near it was kind of like Tom Hanks's character uh, the beloved Woody in Toy Story he actually started off as the protagonist and kind of this uh, um, I think it was kind of a rude mean character and when they tested him on the big screen with some of their uh, creative teams that nobody liked him and it was he was frustrating character and they actually because of that they changed him into the lovable character we know today as Woody 
But it's so anyway, if you love those stories, you're going to love this. But it just goes to show how many times you've got to just kind of cut things and, and you've got to work through ideas and they're going to they're going to kind of go in a different direction. But it's OK, because that's part of being innovative. But if you're going to hold on to these things as sacred ideas and sacred cows that cannot be, you know, sacrificed, so to speak. Man, that was a that was a really intense uh, uh, illustration, wasn't it? Uh, but anyway, if you're going to hold on to these things, then all of a sudden now. You're, you're, you're going to miss out on being innovative in your organization because it's too painful. So here's the deal. You cannot say that you're not creative, right? I'm just not creative. It's just too hard. We're just not wired that way. No, no, no. That is an excuse. You are creative and you can be creative. I'm going to help you do that when I get to the breakthroughs here, but you cannot use that excuse. And you can't say, well, what if we fail and all this kind of stuff and just say, well, it's too painful. I mean, what if we make a mistake and that? No, no, no. You cannot do that because it'll shut down innovation in your organization. So I want to challenge you to move forward. So how do we do this? All right. If those are the barriers, if you're too proud, too passive, or it's too painful, then what do we do? How do we change that in our organization, in, in our life, to be more innovative and have breakthrough moments? Well, I'm going to give you some ways here. In fact, I'm going to give you four ideas of ways that you can create some breakthrough innovation in, in, in with your team and your organization. The first one is this. Make innovation a priority. That's right. Remember what I said earlier, you've got to make time. It has to be a priority. That means you've got to designate time and money to innovation. You literally have to have to put forth some time. So you're going to have to carve out some of your schedule. You're going to have to challenge your team. Your team's going to push back on you and say, we, we, we don't have time for this. We don't have time to brainstorm ideas. We got things to do. We got, we got fires to put out. We got emergencies going on. They're always going to say that. And you're always going to give in as a leader and say, okay, well, all right, when we get some extra time. No, no, no. Make innovation a priority. That means you've got to put time into it, invest it. You've also got to invest some money, some capital into creativity. You've got to put capital in creativity because in order for creativity to work, it's got to have some capital. So you've got to put some money in there and resources and opportunity to train and develop and inspire your team to dream. That means you may have to take them somewhere. I love in that book, uh, Creativity Inc., that I was mentioning with Ed Catmull from Pixar. I mean, they invest into creativity. I, I love when they were uh, doing the film Ratatouille. They, they took their creative team that was working on that, and it all paid expense. This is great. Uh, over to Paris. And they had fine dining, and they went out and they experienced this firsthand so that they could be creative when they wrote and began to put the ideas in, 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 into the movie. And I love that in, in that movie Ratatouille. They also took tours of the sewers in the city so that they could get firsthand experience. When they were doing Finding Nemo, they, they took their team, I think, to the Great Barrier Reef, and, and they did scuba diving. They got them all certified as, as in scuba, and they went diving and that just to learn about all these underwater things. And so and here's the deal. They invested capital, money into it, and it gave them a great return. So many times we don't do it because we're scared we don't get a return. But listen, we've got to invest time and money. Don't allow today to steal tomorrow. Don't allow the emergencies of today to steal the innovation for tomorrow. You've got to think about this sort of 80-20 principle, and this is just a general rule. We don't have time to break this down a lot, but but here's the deal. I, I mean, for as a general rule... You should be spending about 20% of your time in innovative ideas and the other 80% just kind of in doing what it is that you need to do. But most people are about 98 too. 
They're about 98% in the in the daily do and about 2% maybe in innovative ideas and, and thinking about the future. And we've got to reverse that. We've got to change that a little bit and get to more of an 80-20, 20% in, in innovative ideas, maybe 80% in kind of the daily operations. Now, depending on if you are a, a head leader of your organization or department, I mean, if you are responsible for for casting vision for your organization or your department or whatever it is, I would actually reverse that completely. This is a whole other topic, but I would say you need to spend 80% of your time in innovation, in new things, in forward thinking, and 20% in the do, in the daily uh, uh, operations of things. But that's a whole other story, okay? If you are a high-level leader that is in charge of leading a department or, or the entire organization, then you need to really be thinking about this and making it a priority. But for most people, I would say at least 20% of your time needs to be invested into innovative ideas and 80% into the daily operations of things, okay? So make innovation a priority. Number two, make innovation an experiment. That's right. You've got to be willing to test ideas. If you're going for an all or nothing thing with, hey, we're only going to be innovative. We come up with the perfect solution. And unless we do, we're never going to pull the trigger. You're never going to be innovative because innovation requires experimentation. You've got to be willing to test ideas. You can never know if it will work 100% on the front end. That's why we've got to test things. I mean, you, you've got to push yourself to get out there and be willing as an organization, as a department. You've got to be willing as a team and as a leader to experiment with things. I mean, listen, nobody gets it right always on the first try. In fact, that hardly ever happens. No, no, no. It, it's version 2.0, 2.1, 2.5, 3.0, and so forth, right? I mean, you've got to keep at this thing. So you've got to begin to do things before you need to do things. That's what innovation is. It's not being forced into it. It's doing things before you even need to do it. I love what Henry Ford said. And when he created the first automobile, he said, you know, if I would have listened to the people, they would have said, breed better horses. But he said, I, I didn't listen. But what I did is I began to be innovative. And even though there wasn't even a need for an automobile, nobody even knew what that was. Nobody even knew that they needed that. Yet he was that uh, uh, innovative to think of that idea with his team and to begin to put together the automobile, right? And I love that. That doesn't mean as a leader you don't listen to your people, but there's a fine line between listening to them and, 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 and meeting their needs. And also, as a leader, there's that other side of it where sometimes you've got to take people where they don't even know they, they want to go. They even need to go. Right. I mean, if you listen to the team and you listen to the crowd, sometimes they might be a little resistant on on going out there a little bit further. So there's a balance there. Yes, you listen to people and you meet them where they're at. But at the same time, you've also got to balance that with that sort of Henry Ford principle to say, you know what? I've also got to lead people to where they need to go, not just where they want to go. Okay, so I just challenge you on that. Make innovation and experiment. Test things. Be willing to experiment with ideas and explore different possibilities of of ways that you can do things and, and things that you can do moving into the future. The third thing is this, to have breakthrough moments in innovation, is make innovation a constant, right? That means you don't give up. I mean, you've got to stay with it. Most people abandon innovation because it gets a little scary. It gets a little crazy. It gets a little out there. And, and so many times it, it, can, it can kind of spark a lot of fear within us of, oh my gosh, what if I try this and it doesn't work? What, what if we were spending all this time and money and, and it doesn't give us a return in that? And so they pull the cord. I mean, they just jump out on it. I love in the story of uh, Home Alone, when they were making that movie, 
it was a pretty low budget movie, but but the producers, when they were making that, the studio that was funding it, um, they basically came to him and said, listen, um, we're not going to give you any more money for the movie. And all they wanted was like another million or two, two million dollars, I think is what it was, uh, right around there. I think it was budgeted for 10 million when they were making it, which by the way, at the time, movies were about 60 to 80 million. So this was just like a little kind of side movie. And, and they were making Home Alone, and the, the um, producers and the directors and writers said, we just need another few million to make this movie happen. They were just at the very end of it almost. And the, and the movie um, uh, organization, they, they basically said, no, we're not going to do it, and they pulled out just over a few million dollars, which would have been nothing for them, right? I mean, drop in the bucket. And so another movie company picked it up. Right away, they picked it up, and they gave them what they need, and guess what? The movie came out, stayed on the number one charts for almost 13 weeks, and to this day, Home Alone has become over a billion-dollar franchise that started off, I think, at total about a $13 million budget for the movie, and and, and all that because they gave up on it, right? I mean, it's just fascinating to see this, that that when we don't stick with it, we can give up so quick— and, and just say no, and we might be so close to a breakthrough, but we give up on it. I love what uh, when they um, uh, interviewed Einstein, uh, Albert Einstein, they asked him, they said, why are you so smarter than everyone? And he has this profound comment. He said, it's not that I'm so smarter than anyone. He said, I just stick with problems longer than anyone. That's what sets me apart. And I love that quote. It's not that he's smarter than anyone but he sticks with problems longer than anyone else. When everybody else abandons them and gives up, he stays with it until he finds the creative, innovative way. And that's what made him a breakthrough scientist, a breakthrough mathematician, and able to do incredible things because he didn't give up. So innovation is progressive, not instantaneous, right? You've got to remember this. I mean, you don't just get a eureka moment and go, I've got the perfect idea, it's got it. No, no, no. It'll just come as an embryonic idea, a seed thought, and you've got to develop that. It's progressive. Over time, it begins to progress. It's not instantaneous. Listen, one idea leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. And soon enough, you have a breakthrough because you stuck with it long enough. It's never the first idea. It's always the iteration of that and another one and another and another. In fact, there's the famous uh, old quote that says, you can easily become an overnight success after 20 years of hard work, right? I mean, you know, what seemingly looks like an overnight success, yeah, you can do that after 20 years of hard work, and it's all those sort of progressive moments that lead up to that one moment. I was listening to an author the other day, New York Times bestseller author, and he said, you know, it's really great to be recognized for this book and to hit the shelf and all that, and he said, you know, but what nobody sees are the 10 books in my garage that nobody bought, where I've got piles of them, and in, in all of that, that the nobody bought, but yet they think I just came out with this one book, New York Times bestseller, first-time author, and all that. He said, no, 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 what they don't see is the years and years of breakthroughs and agonies and barriers and all these things of just trying to get good and better and better and better until I finally had a breakthrough moment. You know, what I took away from that was a lot of encouragement to say, wow, that's so how, you know, our growth and, and innovation works. It's, it's you've got to just stick with it. You've got to make it a constant. And after each, you know, variation of this and after each sort of updating of, of the idea and the next idea and the next idea and the next idea, all of a sudden now you begin to get breakthroughs. But you got to stick with it. Too many people, too many organizations give up because they hit barriers. 
They, they, they hit frustration points. They, it costs time and money, and it's something they're not willing to do, but it will stifle and limit growth. Now, I'm certainly not advocating that you just throw everything at every idea, all the time and money at every little kind of shiny object that comes along. And that, I'm not, you know, there's wisdom here to balance that. But I just want to challenge us to make sure that we are sticking with it, not giving up. Okay. Last one is this. The number four way to have some innovation breakthroughs is make innovation a team effort. Listen, you cannot innovate alone, right? I mean, there are no Rambos in creativity. I mean, as great as Sylvester Stallone was in Rambo and as great and cool of a story it is for this one lone hero to come in and, you know, take care of everything and just be the, you know, knight in shining armor kind of stud that he was in that. Listen, creativity and success do not go alone. They do not. In fact, you cannot go very far by yourself. You cannot innovate very far by yourself. It has to be a team sport. It is a team effort to make this happen. Listen, collaboration ignites innovation. Let let me say that again. You've got to get that. Collaboration ignites innovation. If you want to get creative and innovative, then you get surrounded by creative and innovative people and ideas. And the more you surround yourself with those people, the more successful you're going to become. So I want to challenge you. Get the right voices in the room. And sometimes the right voice aren't always the people you think are the right voice, right? If you really want to get good representation and collaboration, then you've got to reach outside of your normal group. Okay, I'm not saying your normal, you know, inner circle isn't great, wonderful. Maybe they're super innovative. But if you want collaboration to ignite innovation and you want to go to a whole nother level, get outside voices inside the conversation. That's right. I mean, if you're in an industry where you're serving people with a certain product or a service or that, listen, go get some of your customers and your clients in the room when you're creating I mean, how many people are creating in this ivory tower these ideas of how we're going to influence the market and how much we're going to create this product that'll do so many amazing things, and yet they have no representation of the people that they're actually serving that have creative ideas on what they need and what the problem is. And I see this happen all the time where people and teams are trying to solve problems without the right voices in the room. So I want to challenge you, get the right voices in the room. That means you might need to bring some other people from different departments into the conversation. You might need to bring some people even from the outside. Get some outside voices inside the conversation. This is a whole other topic, by the way, uh, uh, the whole framework for, for, for collaboration and getting voices in the room. Uh, and that, that's maybe we'll unpack that one day. But I'm telling you, this is huge. All right. So I want to challenge you, make sure that you don't innovate alone. This isn't about you as the leader sitting in a room going, hmm, what should we do? Hmm, what should I do? Hmm, what are some ideas that I've got? Hmm, what can I do? No, you're going to hit a barrier, like, I mean, in an instant. It's going to be painful, and you're going to give up. You've got to have other people in the room to help you innovate. So I want to challenge you, okay? Your breakthroughs. Make innovation a priority. Make innovation an experiment. Be willing to test ideas. Make innovation a constant. Don't give up. Stick with the problem. Stay with it. And make innovation a team effort. Get outside voices inside the conversation, all right? 
Now, let's recap a little bit on the barriers just so you don't forget. You're too proud. So I want to challenge you. In what areas of your organization, in what areas maybe you are, are too proud? Maybe it's something that you created and you love it and you don't want anyone else to mess with it. You don't want it to change, but it's holding back progress. Maybe you lead your organization and you've always led it a certain way and you love what you've created, but you've got some pressure from others in the organization to say, listen, we need to change. And you've been dismissing their voice. You've just been pushing them out saying, oh, they don't understand. They don't get it. So how about changing that and allowing your pride to go down, your humility to come up and for you to lean in a little bit and say, hey, help me learn. Help me get this so that I can be innovative and never put a lid on my innovation. All right, so I want to challenge you in that. Don't be too passive either. Are there areas in your life where you're just saying, oh, I don't have time for this. This is, this is just, you know, I don't have money. I don't have capital. I don't have time for it. And you're being too passive. You're telling yourself, yeah, I'm going to get to that one day. Yeah, I'm going to sit down one day and I'm really going to think about that new product or I'm going to think about that new service or I'm going to think about how I'm going to lead my team a little bit better. I'm going to think about this new initiative or this new operations that we're doing. And you keep telling yourself you're going to do it, but you never do. So stop being too passive. In what ways may you be doing that right now and change that? Or it's too painful. How many of you are in a position right now where you're going, man, every time I sit down and try to get ideas, I just, I hit a roadblock, I hit a barrier, and it's just hard, I give up, I let go, and I'm not doing it right. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, look, I, maybe you're using the excuse, I'm not a real creative person, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more administrative in that, so I need to get around those people. Well, that's fine, but stop making excuses. You've got creative ideas, I don't care who you are. You've got creative ideas, but if you need to get other people in the room, fine, get them in the room, but stop saying it's too painful, all right? Stop making excuses and just begin to step out there. So I hope this is helpful to you guys today about innovation and being able to be creative, being able to be innovative. You've got to update or you're going to outdate. I hope this was helpful. Listen, I want to challenge you. If you lead a team, bring this to your team. Talk about in what ways are we being too proud in our process, too passive or too painful? And what are some ways that we can be have some breakthrough moments with innovation? If you're the leader of your whole organization, start having this conversation. All right, guys, I hope this was helpful to you today about being innovative and that you got some value added to you. I will see you guys next month with more content. We'll jump in to level you up so you don't level out in your influence and impact. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.